welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy Justin Baxley. Justin with the can pop before I could can pop. Ooh, look at that gimmick infringement! I think is what they call that. Justin, what you drinking on tonight? Um, I just got a cherry Coke Zero. Um, I don't know if you're. Uh, I know you and I both have talked about our uh, affinity for these uh, different Zero drinks. Right. I have. I have the beloved Dr Pepper strawberries and cream Zero in the cabinet right now. My favorite. I got that. Yeah, I got that in the fridge too. So I went. Uh, Publix had them buy two get two a couple weeks ago. Um, you gotta catch it when it's on that buy two get two, brother. Because you can load up. I'm a Kroger uh, man. I'm a Kroger man. That's fair. F- fuel point Friday. That makes sense. Four time. Uh, four fuel time. point Friday. Uh, but I got, neither one of neither Publix nor Kroger are sponsors, but we let them. We, we absolutely. Uh, and honestly, they just have to pay us in drinks uh, and a little bit of cash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got the uh, cherry cherry Coke Zero. I got the cherry vanilla Coke Zero, and then I got the Dr. Pepper, strawberries, and cream as my, like, buy. I think I bought six and got six or, I don't know, whatever that equals out to. Um, I bought enough for, like, a month. Um, good, good zero drink. I still think Dr. Pepper, uh, the strawberries and cream is the best one. Oh, it's, it's, it's the ultimate. Yeah, it's the ultimate. But I, I think the Cherry Coke Zero mm-hmm. is really close to, like, regular Cherry Coke. Oh, uh, Cherry Coke Zero is also delicious. It's yeah. it's no doubt. It's it's a good it's a good drink. Uh, what what are what are you drinking on over there? Well, I'm not drinking a Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> I am drinking a Troublesome Porter by Authentic Brewing Company. Okay. It's it's from Athens, so that's why I have a hard time saying it because it's not authentic. It's Athentic. Yeah. Um, but I was curious about this one because it's got cool can art. And it's, um, I've had a lot of Athens breweries, obviously. I mean, Terrapin's up there. Creature Comforts is one of my favorites. It's up there. Um, but I've never had one by Authentic. So, hmm. and there are probably dozens of other Athens breweries I've had, I've had in the past as well. I mean, there's just so many and I've, got, I've, tr- I've had all of them. We've got a ton of great breweries in Georgia. Three Taverns is, is, is Georgia, right? It is from somewhere in Georgia, yes, I believe. Here in Atlanta. Because um, Nick and I went to the – they've got like a little three taverns like restaurant. Um, like I mean, they, yeah. serve, they serve like pizza out of those little like things you see at a movie theater. And then they'll do like pop-up events or whatever uh, where they bring a food truck in. And we were, they were supposed to bring a food truck in that night. But I was just fine. They, and then canceled. But I was just fine drinking on the uh, Lord Grey. Um, oh yeah, Lord Grey's great. Yeah, Academia is up there. Uh, Creature Comfort, Southern Brewing, Authentic, Normal Town, Terrapin. Don't miss. They Pre- do not miss. They Everything do they do is good. Speaking of not missing, oh baby, oh baby. Speaking of not missing, what a shot of nostalgia tonight when they announced the comeback of the Survivor auction. Yeah, man, I I like, and I was hopeful, you know, I'm sure you, I I know you listened to last week's episode. I know you did, I'm not even going to ask. I know you listened. Best episode of the year. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nowhere compared to any of the episodes I've done with you, but I mean, it it was pretty good, I thought. You you crushed it. I totally listened. You did. You absolutely did. Um, But um, (laughs) I said in that episode, because, you know, they teased in the, um, preview that the auction was coming back and i was like i'm curious to see how they fixed it because i know and that was confirmed on twitter tonight carson from was it last season said that he like talked to jeff about the auction during a challenge it was during that challenge where you hang from the grate in the water and Mm -hmm. he was like yeah there was some time where the water wasn't up and i was like begging him to bring back the auction and jeff said it was broken the auction was broken and so they had to fix it um and so did Carson give him ideas on how to fix it? He gave him some. Um, he suggested hiding advantages in the food, uh-huh. um, uh, I, and and make it known that there could be an advantage or there could be a disadvantage in the food. So you bid on the food, but there might be an advantage. I like and that. that's not bad. And I like that. 
Uh, Jeff went a different direction. I, you know, my first takeaway is I love the twist yeah. to the auction. I, I think they just nailed it. I mean, I, I, I said that they would have to say up front. Um, well, actually, one thing I said that they could do was put advantages early. Don't do like yeah. they used to do where it was food, 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 food. And then at the end, there's an advantage. Everybody saves their money. Then everybody saves their money. Put an advantage like second. And so you don't know, Winning. is this the advantage or is this an advantage? And right. so you're going to bait out some money there. The way they, they, that they crafted it tonight was, I mean, I think they really nailed it. I, I liked all three changes. Um, I liked that they had to go hunt the money. Yep. Um, oh, real, real quick, Jeremy, I'll say, I did not watch last week's episode of Survivor until tonight because I decided – you know, you get to a point like where you're so busy in the week that you're like, I'll just wait and watch it right before the episode. So I actually nailed it timing wise, where like the actual episode ended at eight o'clock. And so I didn't get to see the next time on Survivor. Oh, and so I you thought, didn't know. So I thought it was pointless for me to watch the next time on Survivor because like next time on Survivor is here. And so then they brought that thing off the boat. I, I like I messed with Hannah. I was like, uh oh, I think they're gonna bring back them uh having to eat some nasty stuff because I know that was like her big like I don't want to watch that. So I'm with her. I <laughs> am with her. So I was messing with her and then they brought out the little it looked like little plates and I was like, Oh my gosh, I accidentally nailed this. That they're actually going to make them eat something really bad. But then when they announced that it was the auction, I lost it. She's like, What are you doing? What's an auction? I don't understand this. Why are you and I was thrilled. So I got the full effect of that being like a twist in the season because I, I obviously I waited to watch and it worked out for me because um, I don't think I would have been, if I'd have had to wait a week to like kind of know and wait on it, I've still been excited, but it was a new level of excitement without the tease. Yeah. And I do think that I don't know that all of the changes to the auction worked incredibly well together. I think yeah. they still need to do some tweaks, but I enjoyed all the pieces separately, if that makes sense. Like I enjoyed the mad scramble through the woods um, yep. to try to try to find the money. I liked that, you know, the all the money. I think it was a good way to start that all the tubes had different amounts of money yep. and they never said otherwise. You know, sometimes they've and, and we've talked about it at length in, in the newest era of Survivor, they've bordered or even gone all the way over to just lying to the players. Yeah. And in this case, there was no indication that those tubes had the same amount of money in them. But you can see why the people, why the players might have assumed that they had the same amount. But they opened them, they had different amounts in them. So it, it was feasible that you could have only found three tubes and have more money that, than somebody who found six tubes. Um, that was just a fun twist. And, and I enjoyed seeing the players just have fun. It seemed like they were all genuinely enjoying so, that. Bruce did not enjoy anything. Well, he was having fun at first. You know, he was like, oh, I'm just going to be leisurely. And I said on our Twitter, at Blindside Rewind, you should follow us if you don't, um, that I really needed that strategy to backfire. When he was like, I'm just going to use my senior intelligence or whatever he said. Um to uh, just kind of take my time and slow and steady wins the race. And I really wanted it to backfire. And it kind of seemed like it had. It did. And, and I just, I'm, I'm with you. I think that all the pieces fit correctly. It wasn't, they didn't go so overboard. Because the thing that I think some of us probably thought they would do when bringing it back is that they would go advantage heavy. And instead they took the advantages out and, I like that Jeff I like that Jeff said up front too. There are no advantages. Right. The other thing I really liked about this one was is it really showcases like because everybody's still I mean I, I guess everybody's gotten used to it now, but there was a, a time in Survivor fandom where and I'm sure there's still people complaining about it, but I just choose to ignore them now, is that this this era of Survivor is not as hard because they're not out there for long enough. But we see tonight that, like, food to them was just as big as an advantage to be a part of that auction because they, like, they genuinely do want food bad. Like, yeah, they are starving. Like, 
you know, in old Survivor, they at least had rice, and they could ration it out and 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 make it make it work. But they don't have that now, and so we got to see them like really go all in on how important food and sustenance can be tonight. I mean, we saw that too with the challenge where they did the rice. Yep, like a, you had to step out. You know, used to when they would do those step out things, it was because they were getting pizza and beer. Or they were getting, you know, a giant plate of grilled cheese and a junk food platter. They're getting rice and they're willing to step out for rice. That should tell you everything you need to know yeah. about how hungry these people are. And so for it to be the all food option, no advantages, it really, it went full old school to me. And I think it, it hit like, it hit all the right points of nostalgia because we've seen in Hollywood, like, they, they've tried so hard to remake things, Jeremy. And some of that stuff is really bad. Like, just leave it alone. The original is really good. Um, Nobody asked for a dramatic Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Not a single person. Nobody on this earth was like, you know what? Let's take the thing we actually liked about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the humor, and let's get, get rid of all of it. Uh, or they finally figured this out on Ghostbusters. The first few Ghost Ghostbusters remakes were not very good. And then they finally were like, you know what I think that people would really like to see is the old Ghostbusters like back as ghosts. And that would work. I think that would work because people really like the old Ghostbusters. And you know what? It kind of hits that line of like just enough of the yeah. old school to, to kind of make you want to watch and enough of the new school that that it makes it like it doesn't make it pointless to go see either. And, and you kind of had that here because you had the, the tweaks to fix it, you know, because I do think the way the, the auction worked before was broken because everybody just held their money to the end. And you had that awful uh, auction in Kagiyan where all the real contenders just saved their money till the end and then went to rocks over that advantage. That's not fun. Now, I will say it was pointed out on Twitter um, that they do need to do some tweaking because I don't think the everybody having different amounts of money and the you can't be, you know, whoever has the most money at the end loses their vote. I don't think those two things married well. And that's, and that's why you saw, you know, there were, what was it, 10 auction items and probably half of them were someone bidding more than anyone else could bid and just taking it. And, and the other, I will say the other thing on that was what I noticed was depending on when that rock ran out, obviously it was just whoever had the like least amount of money heading into that one. I got really nervous for Emily, I think it was, who bid like 95% of her money, but had kept 60 and it was just enough to be more than like, like it was less than Bruce, but more than someone else. And like, I was, well, it was, it was, it was, it was less than Bruce. That was it. It was, okay. she, she basically one dollar it. Like she had bet everything to where she wouldn't be the most unless everybody was out of money. Right. But it, all that, all that had to happen was one more thing to have to yeah out there. And then she ends up, so like she misplayed it by not just putting all of her money on that thing. Um, because she really got super close to losing her vote and getting an item. It, it, it was just, to me, that was the thing that like worried me is, you know, and it shows the flaw because like the smart strategy for her would have been to spend the, the, the rest of that $60 on the charcuterie board because, you know, she's not buying anything for 60, but it keeps her out there as a potential person to lose their vote versus like, you know, Bruce shouldn't have gotten rewarded for not caring about the first part of that. I do like that balance that like, and, and so I, I hope that they keep some sort of way, you know, I, Maybe it's just maybe it's fine like it is, but I do like that he was not rewarded for having the least money, even though he thought he would, because what that created was 
he never had a chance. He could not win any item. And as soon as Kelly rolled off the board, he was either he was either going to by default win some food item or he was going to lose his vote. And I like that because if, if you're going to do it this way, you can't let I just won't get any money be a strategy. Yeah. It, well, you can let it be a strategy. You can't, you can't let it be the right one. Um, well, I guess don't get any money would have been a winning strategy. Like yeah. you would have. He would have actually been better off with zero. Right. Um, looking right. At it, like if he'd, if he'd have not found a single two, he automatically eliminates himself from the auction, but he also eliminates himself from losing a vote. And what all the, but, but what all of these um, twists have given you, have put in your mind is that Survivor's not above. Like they got rid of the auction, they brought it back, they got the hourglass, they changed the hourglass, they got rid of the hourglass, the beware advantages change a little bit every season. They're not above just being like, we can't let somebody just decide to not get any money. So, Next season, they could announce that um, whoever finishes without an idol or whoever finishes without an item has to sit out the next immunity challenge, has to sit out the next immunity challenge. Or if you, if you don't win it, if you um, and the person it, with the most the person with the most items gets something or, or or you go the person keep the rule where if you have the most money at the end, you lose your vote. But if you have the least money at the end, you set out the, the the next immunity challenge. And so then anybody, you know, somebody would have to take the fall for that. Yeah. But, um, well, it would, it would take something like Emily's strategy of getting down to $60 left would have been a really fun little thing because she would not have been the one with the least amount of money. And she also wasn't the one with the, she, she would have nailed the balance you're talking about. And it would have created some bidding wars because instead of, uh, D just being able to say, um, I'm gonna, well, D, D's a bad example. She had $200 more than anybody else. So she, she could have easily done it. But like Austin's little play where he, for some reason, paid $100 for those eyeballs um, and then come. went and, and then went and paid 600 for um, the, was it a slice of pizza? Yep. I think he maybe couldn't have done that if there was somebody left with 500 on the table because you don't want to be at zero. So you want to be at 60. So you bid 540. And, and, and so I think it would have created some situations where people just couldn't afford to just outright buy the item. Um, Which I think created less, like there was less excitement around the individual items, but luckily like, this particular time, this was the only time, by the way, yeah. that this is going to work, is they had so much momentum from the sheer nostalgia, I didn't notice. Yeah, it, 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 did, it didn't bother me one bit. And I think it helped that the first couple items, there was a little back and forth. Yes. And then by the time you got to item four, five, and six, when people were going, I got to get out. This, this could end at any time. I really, and I said it on our Twitter, I love that Kendra did the exact thing I was thinking. As soon as I heard all the rules, I was like, I'm going to pick an item that I kind of like early and I'm going all in on it. Right. And if I don't win that one, the next item that comes up that I kind of like, I'm going all in on it. Because at that point, like as important as food is, my vote, my vote is even more important. So as soon as those pretzels and beer came up, I'm looking at when I told you, I'm looking and I'm going, that's something I can eat. The pretzels are good carbs. The beer's got carbs. One beer is not going to make me sick. Pretzels aren't going to make me sick. Um, this is good sustenance that I'm going to enjoy, and I can go ahead and get my money out of my pocket now. I yep. would have I would have done exactly what she did. I would have missed everything else, and I'd have been happy. I don't care, Justin. If I had six hundred, seven hundred, nine hundred dollars, I might have bet all of it. That's interesting on that one because I think you could, if you had nine hundred on that one. I think you bid four hundred. Leave yourself the five hundred now because you're lower than some of the other folks. That's true. And then bought a second thing. That's fair. Like, and and nine hundred was a bad example because you can me, do the math. D should have done. D should have bought the pretzels and beer and then turned around yeah. and bought her milkshake for five hundred. 
that's fair. You know, um, I, I was sitting there on a full stomach. In fact, I was eating dinner while that was happening or like right before that was happening. So I was full. So I was thinking on a full stomach, not on an empty stomach where it's real easy to be like, I'm saving my money for the best thing in the world. I'm saving my money for the best in the world. <gasps> I love chocolate shakes, $900 chocolate shake. Um, yeah. and that's really easy to do. But everybody who had that reaction of, I'm going to spend all my money early on something because you know it's Survivor. You know something bad is coming. Right. Ends up we only saw one bad thing. Yep. And oh, Justin, it was it was a bad thing. Bad thing. Like those horrendous. And Katora, um really like to me, that would have been the, the one where I would have been like, Yeah, I'm not gonna bet all of my money in case I get the wrong thing. Like that would have been one where, like, especially was that the was a second covered one. Yeah, you yeah. Just, and you gotta you know. The, you knew the first cover one was a good thing. You the just gotta know. Has to be bad. The third cover is probably a good. And so, really, when she come up with the swap, Hannah even said she's like she should take the other. And I was like, no, absolutely. I think you should probably just stick with the one. But Mm-mm. you know, I thought about it. The do or die. Like the thing that you should do is 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 pick the one you didn't pick at the beginning. And this is even more of a do or die because it like they chose those things. Right. It's not it's not blind. They know what they're doing. You should take the third thing, not the second thing. Because right. also at that point we were past the point of like it wasn't a guarantee that all of those items would show up. Right. So like you know that second one's bad. They were not going to give you t- like they were not going to chance it's kind of a surprise that the first covered one was good, but they what definitely did that. That they definitely weren't going to let two. They were definitely weren't going to run the risk that two covered items would show up, and they and and that there would be no bad items. That second item was almost guaranteed to be bad. But buddy, that's one where like I told you, I would have paid some money just to get money out of my pocket and then chunk them things in the ocean. I wouldn't. What Austin was trying to do, like he's he was obviously you know he had to he went up there and tried it. I mean he had to try. It. He shouldn't have tried it. But I would have done it. Smart, it was a little smart smart move to like just in case the auction ends and like the next item, I've gotten a hundred dollars out of my wallet, and even if the nine hundred person goes out, there's another seven hundred person still in, and I'm good. So yeah, I think I, really smart like buy for a hundred dollars. Um, even just to get that out of the pocket, uh, I will say I, I laughed just a tab when Emily's like, man, I hope this isn't bat soup. And I'm sitting there thinking like, there is no way after what we've gone through in the last few years that they're going to make anybody eat a bat. And Katura, <laughs> like she said it without saying it. She was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not bat soup. <laughs> like, like, I think we all know that's a thing they're not going to be serving. Right. Um, like, there's yeah, just that, no way that they could have ever brought back bat soup after what we've gone through. And if somebody uh, brought it up in production, so are we doing bat soup? You got to throw a shoe at them. You've yeah, got to take your shoe play. off, and you've got to throw it at that person. No, I mean that's that's a fireball offense to even suggest <laughs> bat soup after I had to stay in my house for you know six or seven months. We're not doing that. No. Yeah, uh, no, we're not doing bad soup. But yeah, that was, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I do think that they kind of need to tweak it because I would like to see, it would get old if we had multiple seasons of just, you know, um, in order, you know, well, I've, I've got the most money, so I'm just going to pay $900 for a plate of fries because I know that fries are good carbs and I don't want this money in my pocket. And then the next person has $740 and they bet 700 or they uh, bid $740 on a plate of nachos. Um, and then the next person bids $560 on what turns out to be like snake guts. And they just throw it in the bushes because they just wanted to get money out of their pocket. Like that's going to get old quick. So they do need to tweak it a little bit, but I really liked all the changes that they made. Just tweak it a tad every time just to make it to where like having the most money is a good thing. Having the least money is a bad thing and just kind of go back and forth. That way, nobody can really follow a pattern. Um, because you've already got the basis for that, that because all the money in the tubes is different, you've already got the basis of, like, nobody's – you can't really go out in the woods and go, okay, okay, the sweet spot's $400. So right. well, I want – can't pull the Bruce again either. 
so I want five tubes because they've got this much money each. You could pull three tubes and end up with 800 bucks, you know? So they've set, they've set the tone that like, you're all going to get different amounts of money. And unless you're a dummy like Bruce, you're going to have different amounts of money and, and you're not going to know what amount of money you have. And, and so it, it's really random. It's just a fun, random play. And then you get in the auction. So I just minor tweaks, but I, overall I liked it. So, folks, we rarely, rarely plan out segments for this show. We, I mean, almost, I mean, rarely as in, like, never. We never plan out segments. But I, as we were watching, I did kind of come up with a little segment I thought it would be fun for Jeremy and I. And Jeremy reminded me that we did something similar in a rewatch. Um, we don't remember which one that is. But if somebody wants to find that for us and let us know, uh, if you want to listen through all of our episodes, be our guest. Um, anyway, uh Jeremy, I think it'll be fun to kind of look at. So as I was watching, I was thinking like strategically, like why would they pick this one? Why would they pick that one? So what will be your ideal strategic meal on the show? Uh, and then what would be your ideal like dream? Like, you know, you're like kind of like what you said, you're out there. You hadn't eaten in a while. And man, that piece of pizza looks good. I think strategically, um, I would want a peanut butter and banana sandwich kit. I like it. I like it. Or, or or just peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Like that's that's fine. I think they would probably do a kit in case people didn't like bananas or in case people didn't like peanut butter and banana sandwiches. But like that's what I would want. You get the carbs, you get the protein. Bananas are high in potassium. They're good for like cramps and electrolytes and all that. Just a good and it's, it's not a sweet meal because it's fruit. It's got it hits that sweet tooth a little bit. Love peanut butter and banana sandwiches, and I think that would be a good strategic meal. Um, it's yeah. also very easy on the gut. Um, yeah. So if you if you have a sensitive stomach, if you're having trouble with your stomach, you're not going to throw up. What about I you? Like I like that one. Um, I, I had similar like thoughts. Um, like. One, I think, like a like for my beverage, I think a liquid IV um, would be a really solid choice, uh, or like a Gatorade. I mean, either one. Get me some electrolytes. Get me some, you know, some of that stuff back in my body that I've been missing for so many days. Um, salmon. I know that probably sounds like a. I feel like that's a really dense meal, but it's probably easier on the stomach than like a. A harsh like steak or something. I could be wrong because I'm not a dietitian or anything. Well, I feel like feel salmon. Like... Salmon's a good balance because it's not because sometimes some other fishes are just so light that I feel like you'd have to eat a lot of it to really feel sustenance. Right, but I think but salmon's got a little bit of weight to it. You give me like a nice piece of salmon, uh, and maybe like some broccoli or something along those lines with that liquid IV, and I'm set. I'll pay. I'll pay nine hundred dollars to get me my salmon meal because it, it's I feel like that one's one where it's like a balance between um, strategic because I think I can get all of the things I need from that meal to kind of push me for the next few days while I'm not sacrificing because like I'll be honest when D bought the milkshake for 900 I was like absolutely not my stomach's too sensitive there's no way that I could down a milkshake on a hot day it's the first thing I've eaten in 19 days or whatever it is. There's no way I can handle that. Meanwhile, like, I was the reverse. I was like, all oh, the calories. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, there's just no way I could have handled that. It would not have sat well on my stomach. And I know that about me. Yeah, uh, the vault, the vault, if you can handle it, the volume to calories ratio on a milkshake is terrible in regular life, but on Survivor would be phenomenal. If you can keep it down, uh, so many calories, so little volume, incredible. Yeah, no, I mean, so I, I get why she did it, but I know that if it was me, I couldn't handle it. Um, and but with like the salmon, I feel like it's a nice balance between something that I really enjoy eating, but also something that's very strategically placed. This is going to help me get through the next, you know, twelve days. Uh, hit us with your dream meal, Jeremy. Uh, pasta with red sauce, pasta with meat sauce. Um, I actually, from experience, I know that like, while most people will be like, oh, pasta with meat sauce, I wouldn't be able to move for a day. I have eaten like two plates of spaghetti before. Yeah. And then hour, hour and a half later, went and run six or seven miles. Mm -hmm. Like it, 
the uh but I, so like i'm not even sure honestly i only made up a second meal because you wanted me to really i think i would rock that would be a strategic meal for me and a like big time reward because the other thing is like and now i know that it's because like spaghetti is super cheap to make if you make it right but like when we were and this is how i remember that i think we've talked about this before when my Alan, this is like a core memory now yeah we when my when, yeah when my mom's side of the family when 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 they were still alive and um, when my mom's parents were still alive, when all of us would get together, if it wasn't Thanksgiving or Christmas, we would have spaghetti. And then that was like a big meal that my, my mom made when we were little was, you know, we would make spaghetti. It was like an exciting, this was like our, uh, our favorite family meal. We're not Italian, but we might as well be. Um, <laughs> and then now like I love making spaghetti for my family. And so like, that would be like a meal I would cry over. Like it would be, I know for a fact if I won the auction for spaghetti, like if a play of spaghetti came up, I would like steal money from one of the other players and bid even more money than I had before. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and then I would like- ball when I won it and they would be like, what's the deal? And then they would do a cut to a segue with some soft music where I would talk about my family and it would be beautiful and you would cry. I would cry. So, uh, and so like, that's Kendra's beer and pretzels made me cry. Yeah, dude, totally. Um, so, so that that is, I mean, it's really my answer for both questions. But what's your what's your what's your answer for your for well, your actual meal? First, I want to tag off of that. Rest in peace, making Buca de Beppo. His brother, Buca. brother, I could throw down at that place. Um, and I'm sad, like they replaced it with like that little like Greek restaurant. I've never to been. It seems terrible. They've shut it down, Jeremy. They shut it down, and yeah, you know, that makes it me even angrier that they shut down Buka because they replaced it with something that lasted even shorter a period of time than Buka did. So and- the thing about Buka de Beppo, folks, and we have spent way too much time talking about food, but the <laughs> thing about Buka de Beppo was like <laughs> their specialty was family style meals where like they would bring out a, a giant plate of pasta for you to share i didn't know at lunch i went for what it's yeah, worth at lunch they were supposed to serve like smaller portions like you could instead of spending 25 dollars for a family plate of spaghetti or whatever which is a good deal really um you could spend like 10 and get a personal spaghetti well i ordered some sort of personal pasta one time when we went for lunch and got they brought me the family size instead. They and they were like, "We're just gonna charge you for the for the personal because we goofed." But like, here it is, Justin. I'm pretty sure I ate that whole thing. I, I might have left a little bit, but I think I ate the whole thing, brother. They like the first time I went, I didn't know that it was family style, and it says like regular and large, and I'm a big dude, so like, I was like, "Yeah, give me the give me the large chicken parm, brother." They brought out this giant bowl of pasta and like eight pieces of chicken parm, and I went why is this $30? Like, why is this so cheap? I'm, I'm going to eat on this for three days. That it was a miracle. Like that's, that's my dream meal. No, uh, probably dream meal. Just give me like a, a filet mignon with cooked like medium, medium rare loaded baked potato. Uh, and I'll throw some, uh, air fried Brussels sprouts on there with like, a nice butter sauce. That's Man, my that's my dream meal. You're way more complicated than I am, Justin. I am. I am. You know that. Um, you know that. But stuff. but I respect it. I respect it. So that's you know if you want to follow us at Blindside Rewind and tell us your uh, tweet at us and tell us your dream meal, your 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 strategic meal, we'd love to hear it. Speaking of things, we'd love to hear, Jeremy. What about that blind side tonight? Dude, like, I am, and what's fun is... Blind sides, that would have been a better segue. Sorry, go ahead. But what's fun about it is the edit made me think that, like, obviously they're going to vote Jake out. Jake, like, was, he was cooked more than a, than a, than a well-done steak. I, I mean, my- he was shoe leather, buddy. He was done. And I just thought... 
that it's so obvious they're going to vote him out. He's really the only vote that makes sense because so many people want it. Um, I thought when they showed us Drew like pitching Kelly, that that was just the swerve to make us not to make us because they they don't like it when you go to tribal and you know who's getting voted out and that's who's getting voted out. They like to keep the drama up. I respect that. And I thought that's what they were doing because Drew delivered it and the way it was presented was almost like too cookie cutter you know like hey it's getting dark we're about to walk to tribal here's a second name so you won't just turn the show off right now and i really thought that's what they were doing they blind to me well and then we get into tribal and you know jake did a couple like like some antics and there was there were, sh- there were shenanigans and even a bit of tomfoolery yeah there was there was a lot of that and he couldn't get his speech together. My brother, you are somehow making something where we already knew you were going home. You're making it worse. Because now you look like a bumbling idiot. And then he hit the... It reminded me of the, the Kenny Pickett when he went for the fake slide when he was a pick. <laughs> Dude, I loved it. <laughs> he, he went... He, he went... Uh, if I play my... An Idol tonight. And like clearly like he was trying to like let them know like... Hey, I might have an idol, folks. And then he's like, or my, my, you know, my shot in the dark. You'd never know if you're not playing Survivor. And I was like, you know what? I respect it. That was the moment it kind of turned for me, not in the, I think Jake stand, but it was, that was the moment I was like, okay, he saved himself. He's redeemed himself. This is not a bad him going out. He's still going home, but now he doesn't like an idiot going home. And then, brother, they somehow pulled off the blind side of the seat. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the blind side of the season to some degree. Um, because I well, thought it's a blind Kelly... side of the season because it's the first time they voted with more than five people. And right. so, <laughs> and but so it was like, so insulated. She felt so insulated. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, of all the names, a hat, I wouldn't have even put her name in the hat because I thought she was very much safe. Like, because it was her that was talking to Austin at the uh, thing. And she was like asking him questions like, how's Bruce looking? How's, how's Jake looking? And I guess that was a little bit of a hint of like, cause when she started doing that, it went like the bells went off in my head. I was like, this girl might be a big threat. Like, I mean, we already thought she was a big strategic threat, but like that was the moment I was like, brother, she is just standing up here beasting through this, like thing of course she drops but she was beasting through it at first and she's just like making conversation and i think that might have been also a moment where austin was like i can win most of these immunity challenges but if she stays in here and she has the weight ratio thing over me i may not win these challenges and she's probably a little better at puzzles like i wonder if that was the moment him and drew were like we got to get this girl out. Well, and I think it's, you know, and, and she did win an immunity challenge, so she's not completely under the radar. But I think it's good for the game of Survivor when people can't just, like, low-key their way to the win. And I, I, there are other people that, that, that are still on the island that that could do that. But of all the people that are there that are real contenders that I think could really win, mm-hmm. they've they've all been above board and i don't mean that in like you know that kelly was being sneaky but kelly was kind of sliding through on like she got a decent relationship with everybody she doesn't really rock the boat she doesn't really make any moves she's not really driving anything and that's kind of how she was like because she had become a pretty popular winner pick i mean she was my winner pick i'm gonna pick a new one at some point um she was uh, on the podcasts I listened to. She was a very popular winner pick because she kind of fits the prototype of what we've seen do really well in recent seasons. Um, so I think it's good for the game that like everybody you've got left is, is kind of wild cards. You got Drew who's got split personalities and drive and, and he's always talking. He's always a part of every conversation. You got Austin who is 
just looks like a, a physical threat. He ain't won a thing yet, but he looks like a physical threat. And he's got all these idols. You've got Bruce who draws attention. You've got Katura who draws attention. You've got D who draws attention. I mean, Julie has drawn attention. Jake obviously drawn a bunch of attention. Like I, I, I'm listing everyone. There's every player that's left is good TV and that's good for the TV program. What did you think about this challenge? We're skipping around a little bit, but I wanted to talk about it for a second. Um, it felt, I mean, we've seen stuff like this in the past, right? Like, yeah, they've, they've done a lot of these, like, um, weight to ratio, like move down the knot kind of stuff. Um, it gets harder as it goes along kind of deals. I, I didn't mind it. Um, you know, I think that the biggest takeaway for me was the rice thing more so than the actual challenge. Um, cause I thought like, I liked that Jeff decided that even in the 90 minute episode era, he's done wasting time on them trying to negotiate with him. Like he's done wasting time on them bickering back and forth for a while. <clears throat> Well, I like that he listened to who was it? Was it last season where he was doing that whole thing and somebody was like, You've clearly got a number, just tell us what the number is. Right. I, I like that he took that to heart of like, Yeah, it is kind of dumb that we stand here and they say, How many people? And I say, How many people do you want to sit? And they're like, Well, one, because that's easy. You know, like, right. don't, don't ask us if you don't want us to give you a number. You obviously have a number in mind. Just give us the number. And he did that. I need four of you to sit out. Um, I didn't super love that like they didn't get a chance to think for a couple minutes. Like, I would have rather I, – I did not feel like they had – and maybe it, this is in the editing. Maybe in reality they had been standing there hemming and hawing for 30 minutes. But in the edit, it really didn't feel like they had been discussing it very long before he was like, I'm going to stab this bag. Um, <laughs> like, 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 brother – we have seen more. We have seen longer, more annoying discussions than this. Chill out, you know. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like I'll... also you you waited until they were down to like ten people or nine or nine or ten people, and it's very split. This is the first time they've all been eligible to be voted out. Yeah. Full <laughs> stop. Like they don't know where the lines are. They don't know who's safe. Well, maybe, maybe first, give them a second. Like, they're all eligible, and it's not split into the group thing. Right. It's the first time they're all going to be eligible to be voted out. Like everyone is going to compete. One person is going to be immune, and even if you sit out, you are eligible to be voted out. And every season they try to do the A. Hey, so, like, if we sit out, we're safe, right? And then sometimes the person who gets voted out is one of those people who sat out. Almost every time it's somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they say like, like, bro, we're cool. Right. We're cool. Right, bro. Right, bro. Bro. Cool, bro. We're bro. We're cool. And then then that person gets voted out. Like the minute, the minute that she brought that up, Jeff was like, look, I'm not doing this. Like you're probably going home anyway. If you are asking about it, I'm just going to stab the rice and you guys figure it out. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, I know we're all over the place tonight, folks. And I promise I'm going to jump right back into this discussion. This is a quick takeaway because I didn't get to do it last week. I loved that they didn't show the secondary tribe who went home. Uh, to I knew that. I, I knew you would love. I knew you would love that. I think I even said that you would love it. Yeah, and I, and I agreed. I, I think because I think Sifu and, and Caleb were the right people to go home last week. I don't, I don't know that I didn't feel like Sifu was a person to vote out, but no. he has been someone that people have wanted out, so they have reason to think he should go out. Caleb was probably the right person for his side too, and I, we've seen evidence in the past that if the, if that group had seen Caleb sitting over or seen Sifu sitting over there, that they might not have voted Caleb out. Right. Um. And and I don't. I, I don't like the game being influenced that way. So, so I, I, do, I did think it worked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that, cha- that the, the challenge, it was funny because I, when I first listened to the description of it, I thought I could do this forever. Like I could stand there and hold that. 
80 pounds. Yeah, I'm 240, 80 pounds. I could stand there and hold 80 pounds. Then I saw you had to hold it one-handed with your arms straight out. Yeah, no. And I was like, well, I, and to I, me, that, I feel like I would have sat out immediately. Like, I, that's 80 pounds. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm going to lose to one of these girls who's holding 35 pounds. I'm done. That's the other thing for me was I don't know why you have to hem and haw over who's going to sit out. Like, you just look at the challenge, you look at the group and go, hey, guys, this ain't it. This ain't the one for me. This ain't the one for for this person. This ain't the one for this person. Like this is not our this is not our strong suit. We're gonna have some stuff. It's our strong suit. But what I don't want to happen, folks, I don't want us to miss out on rice, and then me step up there and I drop this thing in two seconds. Like that's what's gonna happen. It's not fair to you guys. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to anybody watching at home. They don't want to watch me fail miserably. Maybe they do if they don't like me, but that's a different story. And this is the first time that we've seen that because last season there was somebody who just refused to sit out. Like it was a whole big thing. And then that person dropped in like 10, 10 and, seconds. Yeah. It, like, cause they, they knew they were in danger. I get it. But you have to mentally look at things and go, yeah, I'm in danger. I'm probably going home tonight, but I'm not going to win but this I, challenge. I'm not winning the challenge. And I actually have a better chance of them deciding, you know what? Justin was the first person to step out and get us rice. Let's not send him home tonight. We might be able to work with him. He's clearly vulnerable, but he was clearly willing to sit out to get us rice. I would rather just take my chances with the goodwill pitch than to get up there and lose in five seconds. And then we still don't have rice. Yeah. Yeah, that was that that was dumb. But anyway, um that that's enough on the challenge. Um, but back to the blind side, I I like Drew's pitch for it. Yeah. Um but I feel like every season there's a moment where they make that kind of play where it's like, listen, numbers wise, let's get rid of Kelly now. And then next time we can just split the votes between Bruce and Jake and we'll be fine. And then Bruce and Jake are both sitting there at final three and nobody knows how that happened. But like it feels like every season there's a moment where it's like, listen, listen, listen. We can just get them next time. And then either that person is immune next time or uh, a bigger threat has popped up or somebody says something they shouldn't or there's a twist or whatever. And all of a sudden, because the other thing that happens is Jake now knows that like, yeah, it's Bruce and then him. They want Bruce out and then he's going to be second choice. That is confirmed. And he doesn't have a shot in the dark, which means every second, every waking moment that he has, and I said this about Caleb two weeks ago, every waking moment he has He's going to be looking for idols and you don't know if he's found one, which means you have to split votes again. And, and that's how that person never goes home. That's how that person is still there at final three is, uh, yeah, I mean, you make that choice, but I, I, I'm just curious to see if, if, if that blows up in their face and yeah. in, in, in six weeks, our time or whatever, we're looking at Drew sitting on the jury and Jake, Bruce and Katura somehow are all sitting at final three. I will say I enjoyed it not being another unanimous vote. Like we needed, we needed drama. We got drama. Like Kendra was in tears. You had, uh, you had a couple. Um, did you do this to me? Moments like I really, I mean, it was it was good. That was a good blindside. Next, yeah, I mean, it, it was a blindside, blindside. Like she was shocked. She was. She had no clue. And. He decided to read the votes tonight because we knew that he didn't have, like we knew that Jake didn't have a vote. So the thought process in my mind was, okay, well, if they've already read out three Jake votes, it's a unanimous vote. Jake's going home. Yeah. I was already already like folding it up. Well, because you got to think like if he has a vote, it at least indicates, okay, well there's the one vote that he threw on Kelly. We just keep it moving. But we got three Jake votes. And at that point, I'm like, well, we don't even get a, a Kelly throw-in vote anymore. We just get all Jake. And then when Kelly's name popped up and I realized Jake didn't have a vote, I was like, wait a minute. Somebody's flipped. Have enough people flipped? And then at Kelly, too, I was like, oh, Kelly's going home. Like, this is it. She's, she's, she's cooked. Jake is safe. He's making weird faces. This is great. Like, it was just really well-paced, well-planned out. Great editing to get us to those four. 
And there's two moments after the vote that I really want to touch on just real quick. She looks at Austin when there's still a couple votes left. And she was like, did you do this to me? And he goes, yeah, I did. Which I thought was a a baller, baller little response from Austin. Shows that he's kind of like, to me, that's some, that's some wintery kind of stuff. Well, he he owns his game. And, and it gives, it's, it's, it's pre, it's priming the pump for a jury speech of like, he doesn't have to claim that move at final trial because he already claimed it. Um. And it, and it there's low risk for him because I don't really get the sense that he and Kelly were particularly close. It's not like he's having to admit that he stabbed Drew in the back or D in the back. He voted out somebody who was opposite him in every way. Right. And then the other that owned the move was Emily. She looked at Emily and Emily goes, you played a great game. You played a great game. And she goes, did you do this to me? And Emily kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And like, so now she has also owned this move. Yeah. And and it goes back to something we've always said. The homogenous groups, they never work. And Emily, like I tweeted that, and then Emily explained on screen, like almost immediately, exactly why it doesn't work. Because she's like, yeah, these girls, they want to all work together and they want to put out the guys. And as much as I want to be a part of that, I've worked better with Drew and Austin. That's who I'm working better with. So I want to work with them. Yeah. And that's the way it always works because those homogenous groups, they come up usually after the merge and you've got all the black players or all the uh dudes or all the girls or all whatever um sometimes it's it's less um well this one blew up is just as quick as the deshaun one and it just blew up immediately but it blew up because it wasn't natural it wasn't organic it wasn't it didn't really make a ton of sense because six to four oh sure that's great but the other side of that is and jake hit on it and i don't think this is why it happened but Jake hit on it, final tribal. If you're in a group of six, somebody's number six. And if you're in a group of six where you haven't worked with any of these people before and all of a sudden they're just looking and going, hey, all us girls can work together and we can get out the guys. If you can't count three other people in that group that you've been working with before, you're number six or number five. You know? Right. So like, you have, and I think Emily was there. It's like she really hasn't worked with any of these people. They want an all girl alliance because it's easy for them. Right. Because they're but, already inflated by all the other alliances. She does luxury. Yeah. And so she looks and goes, I've, I've got these. I would rather work with these guys. Um, and now she's flipped it to where there's nine people left. It's the four guys and her, and she's in good with all the guys. But she can also work with the girls because it's not like they're going to not let her vote with them, you right. know? And she's so she, playing she can, the middle. she's playing the middle. And I think there was another girl that, that, that also uh, voted to get rid of Kelly. I'm not really sure who, um, because Bruce didn't. So it had to be a couple of girls. I think Bruce voted well, with be, Kelly. Be D and Julie. Right. Yeah. D and Julie. So she can still work with them. Um, she's in with that group she's in with that group and she's in with the girls so she can go either direction or she can play with all the guys she's set herself up very well the interesting thing is she's in that group of of four and she's number five but she's not really number five because Austin wants D out because he knows that she's a, a threat to win then Drew does too D and Julie also don't trust Austin and Drew because of the idol search that they had earlier when they were on the same tribe together and so like there's fractures there where they're going to eventually turn on each other and so emily's not actually number five she's number three for both sets of two yeah just decides which side she wants to go with to the end i mean she's playing that particular middle really well and she also probably is not one of the top three targets 
for the other side of things with Kendra and Bruce and Katura. Katura. And remember Jake is just gonna Jake is gonna be with with whoever will take him. I mean, she she could pitch again next week. Like, hey, why why are we taking out Jake? He's a number. He doesn't have anybody. We can take out another one of those people and then we can take out Jake next week. And then all of a sudden, if she decides to go with the two girls to take out Austin and Drew, she's working with Dee and Julie. She brings Jake into that. And it's four on two with Katura and Bruce or whatever, whoever. Well, um, and the other, the other thing is middle. Emily goes to the end at this point with Jake and Bruce. She wins. She wins. And I she goes. Think there's an argument. She goes to the end with a lot of folks right now. She wins. Well, there's a lot of folks, but like I don't think anybody can go to the end with D and win. I think D is in such a good position. Austin's another person that's in a good position. Drew would be tough to argue against because he's been involved in so many different things, and things generally seem to go his way. Um, but like, if she's there with any combination of that other side, she wins. So at some point, she can just flip to them and start taking out the Rebas, and she's fine. Right. Um, so, um. We'll run through real quick. Uh, do you have a best edit tonight? Best edit. Do you have one? I'm I'm struggling on this. I mean Emily. I mean I think. Yeah. I, I think this is a this was a night where it wasn't overly Emily, but there were there were there were three or four moments where I was like, man, what a great edit for her. One was when she won the charcuterie board, and she danced and did all like she twerked towards Jeff and did all this thing, and Jeff's like, who are you? Yeah, he's like, this is Emily with food. Like, guys, you just got to get used to it. That was a really good human moment from her. They're continuing to build her character up as like a likable person. And, because that's the thing. With her to ever have a winner's edit, you still had to show the warts at the start. Because you can't get past them because of how bad they were. But for her to have a winner at it, you've got to show, like, you would not have had to show me Austin dancing, you know, at the, at the auction for me to know that Austin's just a fun, free-flowing guy. You had to show me Emily to make me like Emily a little bit more. Yeah. And so we got that moment, and there's a reason. They're not showing us that unless Emily is a key character going down the stretch. Because yep, otherwise, I, there's I would... no reason to show that. Because why do we need her to be likable? She could have, I mean... They could have just kept us on the track. If she's not likable, she's eventually going to go out because she rubs people the wrong way. But they're not giving us that at all. The other one was she kind of claimed that big move. She was also involved heavily in that discussion that ended up being the blindside move to take out Kelly, but she wasn't driving the boat. And I think that's a key for her right now. She has been involved in a lot of these moves after the fact. Um, not necessarily after she's been involved with them from the very start of when the move starts, but she's not the one having to drive all the actions. She's not drawing as much attention. And then the other reason, and it's more of a subtle thing. We were really worried, or at least I was, how can her game, how can she play without, uh, Caleb? Like, what is her game going to look like with Caleb gone? And I watched the two episodes back to back tonight. So she had the, she gave kind of like, I can't remember which episode it was, but she gave kind of like a mini speech of like, I had the realization when he got the 12 votes that I've got to find me a life after Caleb because I know that's coming soon. It was last week. Okay. And I think that's with Austin and Drew. And I think I want to, I want to stick with those guys. And then she re-solidified it this week with the, breaking off from the homogenous group and going with Drew and uh, Austin again. <clears throat> and it just shows like she's not just Caleb. Like she's actually playing this game really well. So yeah. that's why I would give her the best edit tonight. My best said, I'm going to go with Julie. I, I like the interaction with Jake. I like that she was still kind of, you know, I still kind of want to see Jake go. But she gave Jake grace to the point that they could work together if she wanted to. And she also didn't blow up about it. 
Um, she she listened to what Jake. I, I liked the way Jake handled it too. I think they they handled it well. Of hey, yeah. this is this is a part of the game, and you know, I'd like to work with you. I know you will probably wouldn't trust me. I get it, but you know, this was just what what I had to do tonight. I, I wanted to I, I wanted to make a move. I wanted to protect Caleb. You know, I, I felt like that was the right move for me, and it didn't work. I, I came up short, and Julie accepted that, and then she looked so good in the challenge. I thought I really thought she was going to beat Bruce for a little bit. Um, and so I just liked her edit tonight. My worst edit is Jake. Um, he, he, he didn't get voted out. And at least from what we saw, it was just nothing to do with him. He wasn't the one that orchestrated the, you know, sometimes we see somebody that, that looks like they're on the way out, like he was, and, and they're able to flip it or, um, they find an idol or, and and he got a chance, and he got the opposite kind of of Emily, where like they were showing us all the good stuff. He got a chance to tell Emily and Kelly, I think it was, another name, and he was just like, uh, uh, "I don't really wanna, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really wanna throw out a name, brother. You know you're on the like. It's not like by not giving a name, you're not gonna be on the bottom anymore." Yeah, you know you're screwed and you know it. Just give him a name, figure yeah. something out. Um, and and I, I was okay with his reasoning for not doing it, but it was just weird. And then and so I don't think that was necessarily a bad play. It was just a part of a bad edit. Is that like all night it was made very clear this was by no doing of Jake. Right. Jake Jake couldn't give him a name. He got to tribal and like had center stage and couldn't answer a question. And then he was like, can I make a pitch? And his pitch didn't make any sense. And he was stuttering and stammering and couldn't figure out what to say. And in the end, it was that Drew decided that it made more sense to get rid of Kelly and made a good pitch to other people, not including Jake. Mm -hmm. And Jake was not involved in his own saving at all. Um, I think he has a good chance to go to final three now. Oh, he's got a great chance to go to final three. An excellent chance to go to final three. Because if I'm sitting on that island and I watched him the way he stammered, answering a very simple question from Jeff, like that's the guy I want to sit next to at the end. Because even if he plays a flawless game from here on out, there's no way he can own it and tell us about it. And like he could have easily, like I thought he was going to save it. I thought what he was going to say is like, this question doesn't matter to me because the only question on my mind is whether or not I'm going to stay here. And I've got an answer for why I should stay here. If he had done that, but like he, Jeff let him reset and he still couldn't get anything out. Yeah. So I mean, he like he's getting that edit of like, Hey, if this guy makes it to the end, understand this is why he can't win is because he can't even tell us why. So I think I think you're right. I think you're spot on with the edit because he he falls in a, in a camp now of either he goes home next week, Jeremy, just like everybody planned, or maybe he goes home in two weeks because they take out Bruce, or he gets idled out because of Bruce next week, and then they take Bruce out the following week. But then, even if he somehow continues to dodge bullets, he's going to get to the end, and he still can't argue his case. So, and he's a lawyer. Yeah. So he just doesn't have it. Like this was the edit. Like arguing the case is literally his job. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I won't give a, a full like worst edit tonight. Cause I think, I think you've nailed it. I think that's, that's the worst edit. Those are the reasons why it's the worst edit is because even if he continues to hang on in the show, they've now shown us why he, he should not be able to win. Yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't. It th- there's no other choice for worst edit. Yeah, you sticking with Emily? Emily's your winner pick, right? Or were you on Caleb? No, I was on Emily. I changed it right at the merge. I, that's I right. That's it, right. Took advantage of merge, free merge switch. Went with Emily. I really liked that pick a lot, so I'm not going to switch it. I mean, there's really no reason to. Um, I think we're starting to get the winners more in focus. Um, D is either going to be like in that winter discussion or the white whale, Austin feels like a white whale or winter discussion. Um, there's a couple more like drew feels like the tag along friend right now. Um, well, to I, I see one of two. I see one of two options. He's either the tag along friend or 
his big move that gets him to Final Four or even to Final Tribal is when he turns on Austin. That's fair. Um, it's he he's either Fishback or he's Fishback's Revenge Tour, uh, kind of kind of thing. Like he's found his JT, but he's going to be the one to take out his JT. Like I could see that storyline for him. And then Katora and Bruce, they're just on a collision course. One of them is going to go home because of the other one, and the other one's going to sink their game taking out the other person. Like, I think that's just where we're headed. Um, and so, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, with nine left, I don't think Julie is going to win. Like, I, I mean, I just think there's only about four possibilities. And Emily is one of those four. Yeah, I – that's really what we're down to, but I don't hate any. There's nobody left that I just think doesn't have a case, or or that I think can't have a case, um, because I just think the stories are all there. Jake comes really close. <laughs> he comes really close, but he's also like he could have a. I mean, well, there yeah. is there is more time left than it took for Emily to go from absolutely can't win to a front runner. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Um, um if he could find an idol, if he could, you know, get his feet under him and, and I don't think it's gonna happen, but like if he could get his feet under him and orchestrate some plays, um win an individual immunity, he would have a story of like, listen, I was dead in the water. And 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 I, I and again, I don't think this is what's gonna happen. I think the edit is telling us that he's in over his skis and um if he gets to the end it will be because everyone knows he's in over his skis but um for the, in the meantime I, I i don't everybody's either got a good story and a fun story or they're a winner potential there's no just duds yeah, no, which, is, which is a fun place to be at final nine yeah this is this is a great cast um i think they really nailed it with the casting this time around um, I don't have anybody that I'm just like, get them out of here. Like, I mean, I really, I really was hoping Bruce would go home tonight. No, well, but that's just for the, I mean, honestly, that's for the laughs. But it's for the like, bit, you know, like he comes, like it would have been so poetic, too poetic, really. If he were to lollygag into the woods, only get $80. And because he only got, got $80, he couldn't win a single auction item, and because he couldn't win a single auction item, he was left with the most money at the end, and he lost his vote. And because he lost his vote, he was an easy vote out. Like, wasn't it too poetic? You know, if he's the guy they wanted out to start the show, and then because of all of that, he's just a sitting duck. Oh man, that would have been great. Yeah. No, I really thought you know, but I'm not rooting against Bruce. I was rooting for the bit for sure. It's the bit. It's the whole bit. So, so, just overall, really good cast, really fun season. Jeremy, I'm really enjoying getting to talk to you about it every week uh, or most weeks. Um, Some weeks, occasional weeks. Occasional weeks, once a <laughs> month. Uh, but, buddy, it's been fun, uh, and we will we will catch you guys next week. Yeah, man. Maybe. Wait. Yeah. Probably. Thanksgiving. You know, we'll figure it out. If not, happy Thanksgiving, folks. Enjoy. Happy some- Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.